This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in-depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. It's time for a one-of-a-kind poker party. Poker Night in America is streaming live from Studio 52 in Las Vegas. Join us nightly at 8 p.m. Eastern Time as some of the biggest names in poker play in the ultimate house game. Watch on the Poker Night in America channel on YouTube and Twitch or go to PokerNight.com. Poker Night in America is back and ready to party. Hello and welcome to the Betting Weekly Extra Time Liga show brought to you in association with Bet Rivers, your hometown sports book. Steve Wiss and James Easton with me, Rob Daly. As always, uh, boys, you're absolutely crushing it in the um, Handicappers League table for, for Bet Rivers. 24.77 units up for the season, world clear at the top, and some return on investment as well, Steve, for anyone who's been backing you guys throughout the course of the season. Yeah, the return on investment is 14% now, which is really tremendous at this stage of the season. Uh, I was very pleased with my week uh, in the previous round. Um, all my three main picks won. I lost half a unit on the Monaco match. Surprise, surprise. They just didn't turn up at all in any fashion. Only uh, gave eight fouls when I wanted cards from them. Um, but I think for once I had a little bit of luck, actually, Rob, with a pick. Um, the cards match um, not against Wren. On, on over three and a half cards, there wasn't a single card until the 79th minute. And then four came late on. So I really got the referee to thank my good friend, Jeremy Pinard, who I'll be mentioning later. <laughs> um, so I just for, not had much luck this year. I really don't feel, I know we always say that in, in this business, but I really feel that was probably one of the few times that I did have a bit of luck go my way, but I'll take it when it comes. Yeah. And what stood out recently, I think, Rob, is the breadth of the markets that we've been looking at in League One. Um, a lot of people back just who's going to win the game or the over 2.5 goals market. But recently, we've had, as Steve has mentioned there, the card markets. Um, we've had a player to score markets. So just shows that if you dig down into some of the markets that are available on Bet Rivers, you can find uh, other ways of playing on some of these games. Shots on target is another one we've had recently. And I think Steve's got another couple of interesting pixels later on in the show today as well. Okay, so we, we mentioned it last week. Let's give a shout out shout out to DM Punk on Twitter for telling us, because Steve used a very English reference for uh, Jeremy Clinton's Pinya because he gave so many cards. Uh, credit to DM Punk. Hallmark, of course. That feels yes. obvious now. So Jeremy Hallmark Pinya will be coming up later in the show. He will be mentioned later. <laughs> okay, good. Very good. I'm relieved. Right, uh, let's get into it then. Um, PSG versus Nantes is our first game of the week. This is James's. Now, PSG coming to this tremendous win uh, away at Marseille, and the link-up play between Mbappe and Messi really caught the eye, um, linking up for, for the goals on the day. Messi has now scored 700 goals in club football, and Mbappe is now Paris Saint-Germain's joint top scorer of all time. Um, yet, um, there's a little bit of caution in terms of goals for you here, James, in terms of your pick. 
Yes. So the pick on the game here, Rob, from me is under 3.25 goals, which is a short price. It's available at minus 141. Um, but it's under goals. So if you have three or fewer goals in this game, you'll make a profit. And yeah, anybody that saw the link up play last week between Messi and Mbappe might wonder if under goals is a smart pick on any PSG game at the moment. They were absolutely fantastic. I, I don't think Marseille can be too hard on themselves for having lost that game 3-0 because I think playing as they did, Messi and Mbappe were just too good for them. Simple as that. We thought we might have a title race in League One this season had Marseille won it would have reduced PSG's lead at the top of the table to two points. Instead, having won 3-0 last week, PSG at eight points clear. And I think that is that as far as the title race goes. They were just brilliant. Um, but I think this might be a game where PSG think they can take a bit of a breather. And that's my thinking on the pick. I think Messi and Mbappe will play because they normally do. But let's not forget PSG have got their second leg coming up against Bayern Munich just a few days after this match takes place. And actually, if you look at the run of games that PSG have had over the last three weeks, it's been very, very tough. So they obviously had Marseille in the league last week. They had Lille in the league the week before that, which was the 4-3 game where they had to work really hard to get the points. They had Monaco in the league, which they lost. They obviously had the first leg against Bayern Munich and they had Marseille in the French Cup early in February, which they lost 2-1. So they've had five huge matches in three weeks. And I just feel that this home game against Nantes, which they should win, is a game where they might take a bit of a breather. I'm not saying they'll write it off completely, but they might play a little bit within themselves, hold something back for that second leg against Bayern Munich. I think they'll be confident now, having beaten Marseille so comfortably last week, that they'll be competitive in that second leg against Bayern Munich. So this game against Nantes, will we see some rotation in other positions? I think we might do. Will we see Messi and Mbappe substituted towards the end of the game if PSG have got the points in the bag? Doesn't happen very often, but I think we might do. And as for Nantes, I think they can contribute here to it being a low-scoring match because any points they pick up here will be a bonus. I think they'll turn up just looking to hold on as long as they possibly can. So I'm expecting a five-man defence here from Nantes. And actually, if you look at the stats on Nantes, quite a lot of their goals recent, uh, quite a lot of their games recently have had very few goals. So 15 out of 25 matches from Nantes this season have had under 2.5 goals. And eight of 10 matches since we had the mid-season break for the World Cup involving Nantes have had under 2.5 goals as well. So I think Nantes will turn up and be difficult to beat, hold on as long as they can. I think even if they go 1-0 down, Nantes are likely to still be quite conservative, try and nick a goal from somewhere, but be just as focused on not conceding a second goal. So I don't think we're going to see many fireworks here this weekend. And with the pick on the game, as long as the game has three goals or fewer, you'll make a profit. So that's my pick on the match, Rob. It's under 3.25 goals and it's available at minus 141. I, I like that pick, James. I really do. I was looking at it myself actually here and um, I really wanted to take on PSG ahead of this Champions League match because this the whole season's really on that Champions League now. And um, yeah, I was actually looking back at the, um, the, the show results and... Uh, we, we, this show has a really good record in non 
picks this year. We don't take them very often. We're not involved with non-matches very often. If I don't think any time have we taken an over in, in the non-game. And the main reason is because the goalkeeper, Albin Lafont, has been having an incredible season. I think you can almost have to factor in he's going to come up with at least a couple of splendid saves at some point in this match. And he's a real frustration for overbackers, but a delight for underbackers. And I looked at the handicap here for Nantes, plus one and a half, but I was worried that they might lose 2-0 exactly, or even 3-0. But those two scorelines, you're happy with those, James. So um, yeah. overall, I really like the pick, must say. Yeah, and we've actually seen quite a few head-to-head battles in the past between Albin Lafont in goal for Nantes and Lionel Messi in particular for PSG. Mm-hmm. They do tend to uh, take each other on in these games. So yeah, Lafont is a huge player for for Nantes. And as Steve said, he's often the player that pushes Nantes games towards the unders rather than the overs. Well, they lost 1-0 at home to Rennes at the, uh, the weekend. James, I'll just throw this one at you quickly. The impact of Presnel Kimpembe's injury, he's uh, ruptured his Achilles um, and he's undergoing, or has already undergone surgery, I think. Uh, Danilo came in to replace him. And this 3-5-2 that they're playing at the moment with, without Neymar, just Messi and Mbappe up front. What do you think to the way that this is sort of lining up for Paris Saint-Germain at the moment? Yes. On the one hand, the Kimpembe injury is a problem because he's obviously the most natural left-sided centre-back. And the big failing, if you can call it that, in PSG's summer transfer market last year was their inability to sign another left-sided centre-back to cover. So the lack of centre-backs generally is a problem because Mm. they do now, it seems, want to play with a 3-5-2. Against that, they've actually played most of the season without Kempembe. So there's not a huge adjustment to playing without him. Um, On the 3-5-2, I think the most significant takeaway off the pitch after the game against Marseille last week was that Christophe Galtier, the manager, came out and gave the strongest impression that I've heard from any of PSG's recent managers that Neymar now is under real pressure to actually get in the team. Because um, as you say, Rob, they used the 3-5-2 last week against Marseille. The three in midfield were Vitinha, Verratti and Fabian Ruiz. And after the game, rather than fudging the question a little bit about, well, will Neymar come back into the team? When he's fit again, Galtier was actually quite strong and said, you know, something along the lines of, we've played really well, it's worked, why would we change it? So I think the 3-5-2 was so successful last week, it's hard to see why they would change it now. Mm. It's not an issue for today or tomorrow because Neymar's going to be out for a a while, but it does beg the question of, will he be a substitute when he's fit again? Mm. And at the moment, more than at any other time recently, Neymar is under pressure now to actually get into the team because it did work so well last week with the 3-5-2 on the pitch. Okay, well, bear that in mind as well. There's the Champions League show on the uh, Bet Rivers Network, but take James's information there. Just take that with you uh, ahead of the buying game in the Champions League next week, which we can't wait for. Okay, let's go to a game you're both into. Toir versus Monaco, 19th versus third. Monaco got shredded by uh, Terry Moffi. Two super goals from the uh, January signing. Uh, for Nice in a 3-0 win, we saw um, our boy Taram scoring again, a super goal from the edge of the area. I'd love to talk about those two players because we've we've gone into them before, but we're not doing Nice this week, so we have to talk about this match. So you've both got picks. Steve, you can go first with this one. Yeah, the pick I've got is is in the cards market, over three and a half cards at minus 141. Now, I was done over last week, my half unit pick on the Monaco Nice fell well short of the cards that I needed. There was just one card in the game. 
Uh, Monaco, the main reason they didn't show up at all. They weren't bothered in whatever fashion. They were probably tired from the Europa League. We'll give them some excuses. But this whole pick for me is really about the referee or a lot of the factors is about the referee. And um, it's actually a bit of a revolutionary game, Rob. Um, the whole refereeing team is female for the first time in history in Liga. We've got well, Stephanie Frappart, yeah. And the assistants and she's refereeing in the Champions be... League, isn't she, Frappart? Yeah, very famous. Yeah. Probably the most fe- famous female referee in the whole world. She's refereed in Champions Leagues, World Cups, Men's World Cups, everything. Um, been in Liga for four years. But the whole team this week is female. Manuela Nicolosi and Elodie Capola. Uh, are going to be the assistant. So there's going to be quite a few eyes on this game for various different reasons. And I was always going to take cards overs in Frappard's next match. And I'll tell you why, because two weeks ago, she was involved in a match, um, Marseille, uh, Toulouse against Marseille. And she had a really poor game, in my opinion. And um, she's come under quite a lot of criticism for it. I'm just going to read out a couple of quotes here. The Toulouse manager, Philip Montagnier, said, um, we still have one of the best referees in Europe with Madame Frappard, but she was not at her level this evening. She remains a great referee, but she did not protect the players tonight. And it basically comes down to some decisions that she should have been far harsher on the on the players. She should have been giving cards out when she was letting stuff go. And, you know, there's been criticism from the likes of Daniel Riola as well, from RMC Radio, things like that. And, you know, she was given last week off. She was on VAR duties uh, out of the firing line. But she's back here now. And I think if she looks at her performance in that game, she will realise she needs to be more stricter. She's. I think they're not going to take anything here lightly. And I think she's going to want to dish out a couple of cards early in the game. One uh, try against Monaco. Let's talk about some footballing factors as well. Both teams rank fairly even for cards. 44 cards for Troyes this year, 40 for Monaco. Trois are just... I mean, there's been red cards in, in both the last two Trois games. I think they're starting to lose the plot a bit. The manager, Kiz Norbo, is under a lot of pressure. I think he'll be sacked soon. The players are giving up on him. And when players start to give up, they do stupid things like getting sent off and taking needless fouls. Maybe some of the players even want to get suspended so they're not involved the week after. I think there's going to be at least four cards in this game. I don't think that the refereeing team are going to stand for any nonsense... And um, I think over three and a half cards at minus 141 makes a lot of sense. So I, I really like this pick, Rob. I think combine a combination of like human refereeing factors along with the two teams involved. I think we should see at least four cards. Yeah, I've got a different pick on the game, Rob, but cards or previous cards in games involving Twat is a factor in my pick on this. So my pick is Monaco. Minus one on the Asian handicap at minus 120. So with this pick, if Monaco win the game by a single goal, you get your stakes back. And if Monaco go on and win the game by two or more goals, then you make a profit. I want to start with with Trois here, because at the moment they're rivaling Angers as the weakest side in this division. Um, If you go back to the halfway mark of the season, which was after match day 19, Steve and I both tipped Trois to be relegated this season now at the time they were outside of the relegation zone and they were available at plus 220 to be relegated since that pick they've lost five out of six and they're now second bottom of the table things are going in the wrong direction quite badly at the moment for toi the manager who steve has mentioned there patrick kisnorbo was appointed midway through the season it's not worked out 
He's lost seven out of his 10 games in charge this season. So there's no real strong reasons to suspect that Twa can compete with a Monaco side who did lose heavily at home to Nice last weekend, but who generally have done well this season. And to make matters even worse for Twa, their top scorer, Mama Balde, is suspended for this match, having been sent off last week. Now, yeah. that is a huge blow. He's Massive the 10-goal top scorer. There's nobody else in this Twa squad has scored more than four goals this season. So you look at the team that's going to take to the field in this particular game and you think, where are the goals going to come from? Very, very hard to see. So I think everything here points towards a Monaco win. And as long as they win, you won't lose anything. And um, they've been good away from home all season in Monaco. They've won eight out of 12 on the road. And the four games where they've dropped points this season have come away to Marseille, PSG, Lorient and Lille. So Monaco have only dropped points away from home this season against sides who are currently in the top eight. They tend to win these matches against the division's weaker sides. So I'm very confident that Monaco can at least win the game somehow. As long as they do that with our pick, you'll get your stakes back. Um, If they win by a single goal, if they go on and win by two or more goals, which they're fully capable of doing, then you'll make a profit. I want to add one more thing here. I actually personally looked at the team total for Monaco. I nearly had it as a half-unit pick. Uh, team total over two and a half goals at plus 170. I, I've got a feeling that Twa are not just going to lose this game 1-0. I, I think it could be an avalanche. And and then that we might see Kids Norbo get sacked. Things are just not good for this team at all. And it could be a complete implosion from them. Okay, let's get to the next game, I think, boys. Uh, Lyon versus Lorient, ninth versus eighth. Mid-table. Mid-table clash this one. Lorient suffered a 1-0 home loss to Auxerre, who climbed out of the bottom four. I always have to remind myself, bottom four uh, with a win at the weekend. Um, so this is a Steve pick. Steve, what have you seen here? I'm on the underdog. Uh, plus one Asian handicap on Lorient mm. at plus 105. And it's not often that I do take underdogs. I'm not really... I am quite a favourite backer, really, similar to James, but I, I, I looked at the prices here. I think they're, they're, this is a madness. Lorient are plus 500 to win the game. And I I nearly, I honestly, I was so close to saying, let's have a whole unit on Lorient to win. I actually think they'll win the game. Lyon, a vastly overrated team, in my opinion. Um, they're, they're not that good. They are into the semi-finals of the French Cup. We know that as a result from last night at the time of recording. So I think the French Cup is going to be the priority for them now. Even then, they only just beat Grenoble 2-1, Ligue de side uh, Grenoble. And, and Lyon, in all competitions this season, have actually not been that impressive. They've had 29 games, and they've only won six matches by two or more goals. Twice against Angers, twice against Troyes, once against Ajaccio, and the other win by more than two goals was against a team called Chambry in the French Cup. So that hardly is very appealing, um, you know, I mean, they've not beaten anyone good by a significant margin. So I, I don't think they can rely relied upon to win big. They've only won two of the last eight games at home in the league. They've only got the ninth best home record in, in, in Liga. There's doubts. I mean, I think Alexander Lacazette will come back for this game, but he might only be off the bench. Thiago Mendes, Gusto have had injuries recently. And a Lorient side who 
they're doing really well this season and this is a perfect scenario for them. They're brilliant at counter-attacking. They can soak up a bit of possession and a bit of pressure here and then hit them on the break. And, and Lorient themselves have only lost four matches this year by two or more goals. One was against Marseille away. One was against Rams away. And the other was against Lance away. And the only real match that they just didn't turn up in was Montpellier at home this year. But uh, they've got the fifth best away record, five wins on the road. I think it suits them perfectly that they're in a nice position in the league. No pressure on them, mid-table spots. They're really overachieving. And um, I think they go to Leon and win. I really do. They've had a whole week to prepare the game. Leon have really been focusing on the cup. I don't rate Leon much. I don't think either of us do, really. And plus one Asian handicap. So even if they if Lorient lost by one goal, we get all our money back on 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 a push here. So I think it's tremendous value. I was really close to taking Lorient on the nose or even draw double chance, but I'll I'll stick with a sensible option here just in case a red card or something or a refereeing decision. But um, I'm strongly I'm in the Lorient camp for this game. Yeah, I think the point Steve makes there about the French Cup and Lyon now being in the semi-finals, having beaten Grenoble of League Two this week, is a really important point. Because if you listen to the quotes from Lyon manager Laurent Blanc, both before and after the win against Grenoble in the quarter-final this week, he stressed the fact that for a team like Lyon in mid-table, the French Cup is, to quote him, the shortest route into Europe. Now, getting into Europe is so important for a team like Lyon, who... We're used to seeing in Europe for most of the past two decades and have, have struggled to get into Europe in the past few years. Now they're in the semi-finals. They're, you know, they're two two games away from winning the French Cup. They've got a real question here to ask themselves within the club about, well, how much do we focus on the French Cup? They need to take it seriously. They already were taking it seriously. But now they're in the semi-finals, it becomes even more important. So doesn't mean they'll write off the league campaign, but it's very difficult for Leon from the position they're in now to get into Europe in the league. It does make sense to treat the French Cup as not only a chance to win a trophy, but their best chance of getting into Europe. So will that be in the players' minds when they mm. take to the field consciously or subconsciously this weekend against Lorient? Probably will. Probably will because it's just becoming more and more important by the day, that competition. So we might see Leon dropping points in league games because of that focus on the French Cup. And as Steve says, they weren't winning matches big in the league anyway. Mm. So it's difficult to make a case for supporting Lyon when they're at short prices in the league. I suppose PSG being out of the cup as well feels that makes that door feel a little bit more open. Doesn't exactly. it? They got knocked out by Marseille. Um, yeah. Have we taken anything plus 500 size before as a pick? I, I might have done my half unit. I honestly, unit, yeah. I honestly thought I, I nearly, nearly went for one unit conkers. On, on, on plus five hundred. Do yeah. you not have the conkers to do? I didn't have the but but when you got an Asian handicap <laughs> plus one at such a good price as well, I'm like, yeah, I'll go with that. That's option. better. Mm. Um, okay. Sometimes it feels like the 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 size of the club distorts the prices a little bit. I suppose when people oh, see yeah. Leon, don't they? It just sort of mm. messes with your head a bit. Okay. okay. Um, right. Let's. We need to be a bit quicker, boys. So let's have this half unit uh, <laughs> fun. So this is—is is this a new one, Steve? Uh, yeah, Lons versus Lille, fourth, sixth. Yeah, yeah. Lons uh, against Lille, and the pick I've got here is a penalty to be awarded in the match. It's a half <laughs> unit selection. Why are you doing this? 
<laughs> plus 175. Well, I'll tell you why, Rob. Um, first start, this is the Derby du Nord, a big, big rivalry between these two teams. So immediately I was looking at the referees' appointments and things like that because I did like the cards. Now, the card line, uh, Bet Rivers are not being daft here. The card line's four and a half. Now, I think that's, that's not a card line I ever like to get involved in unless it's something stupid like in South America or whatever. So I wanted to look at a different angle. And the previous fixture between the two teams this year ended in a 1-0 win for Lille. And there were two penalties awarded in that game. The referee in charge that day was Francois Letexier. Now, they've given him the same game again. I don't really know why, but he's been given this match. He actually dished out eight cards in the reverse fixture as well, by the way. And um, I've looked at his penalty record. He averages 0.46 penalties per game, the eighth most in the league. Um, both Leon and Lons, um rank in the top six for fouling their opponents this year. They've also both been given six penalties each this season, which is ranks the joint fourth most. And both sides are ranking the top eight for being fouled the most as well. This is the sort of fixture where all sorts of stuff is going to kick off. There's going to be incidents, things like that. Absolutely every chance there could be a penalty awarded. The referee uh, obviously is looking out for penalties. And then just to top it off, the man on VAR, the VAR ref for this game is our yeah. old friend Jeremy Pinar. <laughs> yeah. No, use the yes. full name. Jeremy Hallmark Pinar, yes, if you want to call him that. Much. Much he, he loves giving cards, but he also loves giving penalties. Oh, no does point, he? No, <laughs> 0.85 penalties per game. And I actually, I, I even painstakingly did some research for this game. The amount of matches that he's done on VAR this year, seven games on VAR, three of those matches had a penalty. One of them, I remember it really well. He gave an incredibly soft penalty as a VAR ref, Ren against Lille. And I feel it's a sort of game. He will spot something. He's the sort of VAR ref. He will spot something ridiculous. Everyone's like, how is that a penalty? So I think there's quite a few factors in place here. I think out of 100 times, a penalty gets awarded here 50 times or more. And we've got price of plus 175 for a pen, pen to be awarded. That's attractive, yeah. Yeah, I feel like there's value, fundamentally value. It doesn't matter if someone scores it or not. You could actually look at Jonathan David to score at plus 200 if you wanted to. I think that's a big price in this game. But penalty to be awarded, Lons against Lille, plus 175, half unit play. I think it's worth a nibble. Uh, I mean, James, we were talking about Steve's diligence for referees, how it's something that almost doesn't yes. come across my registry. It's actually a little bit now with the Premier League, cover the Premier League a lot. And it started to... You've started to influence me, Steve. I'm starting to lock on to, to refs. Is this inspiring you anyway, James, to sort of get I, in the, yeah, the referee no, I, world? Do you know what? I think from a, I think it's actually more important and more interesting from a betting point of view than a footballing point of view. I think fans who tear their hair out before, during and after games about, oh, this ref does this yeah. against us. I don't really get that. But I think, yeah, from a betting point of view, when you listen to some of those stats there from Steve on... There's patterns to their behaviour almost. Yeah. Exactly. You know, and, and something else we talked about with regard to cards and derbies and penalties is the impact of the atmosphere. So I want to give a shout out here to the Lance fans. Every single Lance home game this season has been a sellout. Um, for me, having attended games in France, I think they're the best, the noisiest, the most supportive set of supporters in League One. It's a sellout. It's a big derby. Steve has said there'll be a thousand Lille fans there, uh, strictly controlled from what we read, in order to make sure the two sets of supporters 
uh, are kept apart, but the atmosphere will be absolutely electric in Lons. And will that be a factor in challenges in the area, in maybe decisions that the referees give? We know that studies have been done about decisions being influenced by home crowds, whether we like Ooh. it or not. We'll have to see. But I think, yeah, the fact it's a huge derby. There's plenty at stake because these two teams are vying for places in Europe as well as local supremacy. It can't do any harm, I don't think, for Steve's pick that it's going to be such a a great atmosphere at Lons this weekend. Okay, can't wait for that. Okay, you've both got a pick each, so we're going to do something slightly different. James, you've got Montpellier-Angers, and Steve, you've got our boy Will Still uh, and Ram against Ajaxio. How about you do your respective picks back-to-back, and that should see us out for the show because we're running close to time. So, uh, James, you go first here. Yes, so Montpellier are at home to Angers this weekend, Rob. I'm back in Montpellier. Straightforward pick to win the match. They're available at minus 122. It's just difficult to know why they're this price to win at home to Angers. It's odds on. So it's, Some people will look at that and think, well, it's quite a short price, but Angers are such a poor side this season that when I saw the price on this, I had to take it. Same as I did last week. I backed Leon last week to beat Angers, and it was a pick against Angers more than in favour of Leon, who Steve and I don't really like. And it, it worked out well because Angers are just losing so many games. They've now lost 19 out of 25 matches this season. Bottom of the table, 11 points from safety. Don't look as though they believe they can get out of trouble. And unfortunately for Angers, they're meeting Montpellier at a bad time because Montpellier swapped their manager three games ago when they appointed Michel de Zacharion back in charge for his second spell at Montpellier. We felt it was a good appointment. We thought he was the right man to try to guide them away from the relegation zone where they shouldn't be anyway. And he's had a great start. He's picked up seven points from his first three games in charge. Montpellier have scored in all three matches. They got a point against Lance last weekend, drawing 1-1 against one of France's top sides. So Montpellier have had a complete change of mood in the last three weeks. They'll be very positive, very confident going into this game. And they've actually got better team news this week than they had when they drew against Lance last week. Tedji Savanier will be back from suspension. He's their playmaker, one of the best number 10s in League One. Mm-hmm. And their top scorer, Eli Wai, has returned to training quite early this week, actually, having had a slight injury problem. So we think at the moment that he'll be fit as well. So everything here points towards a Montpellier win. And I think the price, minus 122, is well worth taking at home to an Angers side who are comfortably bottom of the table and heading for relegation. Yeah, and I am similarly taking on what, who I class as a very poor team here. Rams against Ajaccio. The pick I've got is Rams on a minus one Asian handicap, plus 108. And um, let's start with the Ajaccio team because they won last week and we enjo- certainly enjoyed their win, didn't we, against Trois, uh, James? That was a very good result for us. And um, But they have lost seven of their last nine games. Uh, the only two wins they've had in that period were against Angers and Trois which, I mean, two very, very poor teams here. Since the World Cup away from home, they've had um, a 0-2 loss, a 7-1 loss at Monaco. The last two trips on the road have resulted in 3-0 defeats. Historically, Corsican teams don't travel well anyway. Simple as that. It's just the way things go. They're always much stronger on their own island home. 
And I really struggle to see how a Jatsu score in this game, to be honest. Um, I mean, Rams under Will Still. 10 clean sheets in 16 games. He still is, hasn't lost a league game yet, Will Still. Um, he's had six out of eight home wins since he took over at the club. And the two games he didn't win were nil-nil against PSG and nil-nil against Nice. So we're not going to hold that against him. His last four home wins have all been by two goals or more, including the last couple, which have been very convincing against Troyes. And then three-nil against Toulouse last week, which could have been five or six. I mean, Toulouse are not a bad team. And they absolutely ravaged them um, early on in that first half in particular. I just, I mean, Ajaxi are going to come here and try and make life difficult and they'll try and hang on for a nil-nil as, as long as they can. It's probably the only danger result, nil-nil. But I think it's going to require a hell of a lot of luck from Ajaxi to get that. Rams at very worst should win the match by at least a one-goal margin. But we'll take this minus one Asian handicap at plus 108, plus, plus money on this Asian handicap. If we just get a 2-0 win for Rams and we are cashing yeah. very nicely, fully. It's a great pick. It's an obvious pick. Uh, a bit like sort of James is there with Montpellier. But I think these two are really safe selections. I really do. I'd be really shocked if if we don't get Rams winning and, and Montpellier winning. Okay, boys. Great work to finish the show. By the way, if you're listening at home and you want to get in touch with us, feel free to to tweet us at because we win. We love hearing your thoughts. And it'd be nice to maybe get a little bit more listener interaction because we've I, th- I think you guys have probably noticed we've had that on social media, haven't we, recently? People are yes. really engaging. They've obviously locked onto the fact you guys are crushing it in terms of your picks. So leave a review, or if you can. Do, oh yeah, guys, I would really appreciate that on either Spotify or Apple Podcasts, things like that. Re- anything you know, it's a poor review, <laughs> better than better than nothing. We want we <laughs> no, want we the don't, feedback. We don't, don't we? we don't. No, no, no. If people we don't like the show, walk jog on. We don't want. We Very, don't want you around. You know, fair play, Rob. Fair we play. just we just want positivity. <laughs> Everything's good. Scented candles. We want positivity on this show. Yes. Um, Okay, so we're going to be back uh, next week at Because We Win. Of course, you can find James and Steve on that Twitter account as well. A reminder, all the prices are available at the Bet Rivers website. That's all we have time for. Betting Weekly Extra Time, the legal show. We'll be back next week with more picks from France. Thanks for listening to Betting Weekly Extra Time on the Bet Rivers Network.